Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated intro to this podcast, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast here on a game day. Tennessee playing Auburn here in just a few hours, but we've got some breaking news to discuss before then, and it is big breaking news. Uh, and as you can guess, it's recruiting-related because I'm bringing in Ryan Callahan here from across town. Ryan Callahan, what's up, man? Why are we having hey, this Wes? podcast? Yeah, because Tennessee uh, has gotten someone back into its 2021 recruiting class. Uh, second time we've seen that this year, actually, with Isaac Washington uh, decommitting from Tennessee earlier this year and jumping back in uh, less than two months later. Kind of a similar situation here a little bit with Tyon Evans, the four-star junior college running back uh, from Hutchinson, Kansas Community College. Uh, the same school, obviously, that produced uh, Alvin Kamara uh, a few years ago, Cordero Patterson several years ago. So uh, a school that's got a got no, a no pressure, of, no pressure. Yeah, and, and and certainly that pitch I think appealed to Tyon Evans when he first committed to Tennessee back in April. You know, hey, be the next Alvin Kamara. You know, that's a pretty effective pitch. Uh, seeing what he's doing in the NFL now, so uh, you know, I think that's that certainly mattered. But yeah, the just uh, knowing that the history that that school has had and producing some good Tennessee players, uh, you know, I'm sure that that gets some people's attention. But uh, this is a big pickup for Tennessee, a guy that we've had ranked in 24-7 sports rankings as the number one junior college running back in the 2021 class for several months now. He's still the number one JUCO running back in the, in the 24-7 sports composite rankings as well. So uh, that obviously makes it a big deal. But um, a, a guy that Tennessee's made a high priority for a long time, they gave him his very first offer back in December of last year, right at, as he was wrapping up his first uh, his freshman season at Hutchinson, originally from South Carolina. And in uh, the first time around, they kind of beat out South Carolina, uh, which I think thought it was maybe in better shape with him than it really was. And then the second time around, you know, he, he decommits sort of randomly in, in September, really no warning on Tennessee's end that, that something was maybe off there, that he was having any second thoughts, but he decommits without warning. Uh, and, and people kind of thought, okay, maybe some other schools gotten in his ear. And, and now, you know, hearing the situation in, in hindsight after he, uh, decided to go ahead and, and commit to Tennessee again. It sounds like he was maybe thinking about going back to Hutchinson for the spring semester uh, and, and giving that, uh, giving this season a shot because the JUCO season has been pushed back to the spring. He thought about doing that, sticking around and, and seeing if that would you know, raise his stock and, and maybe give him more, more offers to look at. Cause I think he just kind of wanted to look around, but at the end of the day, I think he sat down and thought about it and said, you know, what, what am I waiting for? I've got a, a great sec program right here. That's been on me from the beginning. These other schools haven't gone after me, and Tennessee has. Why, why am I still looking around and just decided, you know what, Tennessee's the right fit and uh, committed again. So big, big pickup for Tennessee. 
and an early enrollee, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, gives him a, certainly a good chance to to help right away in Tennessee's backfield. Yeah, and for, for the deets on him, Ryan, you you mentioned uh, the the big part here that this is the number one rated JUCO running back in the country. Uh, according to some people, it's the you know some people think he he might be the best player in college football. I mean, the best player in JUCO football. We've got him ranked number two there. He's he's three in the composite, but he's number one across the board at running back. And this kid, I, I said the same thing when he committed. I said the same thing when he decommitted. And I'll say the same thing when he re-ups with Tennessee today. I love this kid as a player. I, I don't know anything about him as, as, a, as a person. I, I've never talked to the kid. Ryan, I know you have. But I, I just, in, in watching this film, this is the guy and Juco film, it's different to watch sometimes because it's hard to get a gauge. But usually, you know, you can in some cases you can put more stock into that than you can against high school competition, I think. And, and this guy just absolutely looks great on film. He, this guy gives something Tennessee it does not currently have at running back. Uh, he's listed at 5'10 and a half, 215 pounds. He runs like he's a little bit shorter than that, and I mean that in a good way. He, I love his leverage, his balance. I love how powerful he is. Uh, he's not a pure burner, but but he's he's really, really strong, and he's really quick, and he kind of surprises you, and you know, he kind of has that, that sudden burst. I just – Tennessee has been trying to get one of these kind of guys, and Tennessee, I think, now has one of these guys – I just really, really like him as a prospect, and and I, I I'm not you know 24/7 Sports you know lead talent evaluator here. I, I'm not. There are people who do this better than I do, but just looking at him, I really, really like this kid. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to like there, and I, honestly, I you know especially since he's an early enrollee, I, I think you look at him as as maybe the headliner of that group of running backs, which has some other highly ranked guys. You know, Cody Brown, obviously the other uh, the other four star among that group at running back. Uh, but I, I really like Evan's chances of, of kind of being an immediate impact player. And, and obviously that's what you're bringing in Juco guys to do. Right. But uh, I think it tells you that Tennessee, again, they've been searching for depth at running back. They've been looking to upgrade the talent there. As you said, you know, they don't have a guy quite like this. They, they've been kind of searching there. Obviously Eric Gray has given them something at that position. Uh, that's, you know, maybe a little bit similar to Ty Chandler in some ways in terms of his build, just not the, not the bulkier guy they've, they've wanted. Uh, and Evans isn't maybe isn't quite that either, but he's much closer to that. And I yeah, think he's he, better. Yeah, at, he's not like two thirty or two forty. Yeah. He's, he's not like going to Najee Harris you out there. But I mean, this guy just—I love the way he gets north and south, and I love the way he moves. Yeah, I, I I would say that he's that type of back that you see a lot in the NFL these days. That he's just kind of good at everything, yep. uh, and he's he's able to run powerfully, but he's also perfectly capable of showing you some some burst and 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 short uh, in open space and. Um, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. I think he's pr- pretty solid there. So, I mean, you, you've got a lot of things that he can do well, and he, he can be sort of just an every-down guy if you have someone that compliments him in that way, but he can also be an every-down kind of back. You know, I think there's a lot to like about uh, a skill set like his where, like you said, he's low to the ground. He bounces off defenders well. Uh, that's something they really have been needing at this position, uh, just not having guys that can make enough happen at the second level. We've heard Jeremy Pruitt kind of bemoan this publicly, you know, not having guys that are – you know, that he'll say they have a, I think at one point, maybe after the Kentucky game earlier this year, he said, we'll block a play for six yards and we'll get five and a half. I mean, that's, that's not what you want to hear about your running back. So obviously yeah, the, the yards after contact have not been good. Yeah. And, and so they're definitely looking for a guy like that. And, and from the minute he decommitted, you know, I think there was, there was some concern on Tennessee's end about why it was happening. I think once they realized that he was still very much open to Tennessee and that it wasn't uh, another school in his ear, maybe the way they were afraid that it was, 
uh, I, I think they they knew like, hey, this is a guy we've got to get back because they, they which, know which what is he a bring. good which is a really good example. Not to cut you off, Ryan, but that's a really good example on why not to panic in yeah. some situations because sometimes you see a decommitment and a lot of times you think, oh, well, he's definitely not going there. And hey, a lot of times that might be the case. But these kids, you know, and I say kid, he's a young man. He's, he's in junior college. He, you know, he's, he's an adult uh, in some ways. I, but still, he's a really young adult. I still call him a kid. Sometimes they just, they just want to make sure. And, and I, I don't think there's a thing in the world wrong with that. And, and to your point, you know, especially with junior college guys, you see this. You see a big difference uh, between guys handling the recruiting process uh, coming out of high school and coming out of junior college in some cases. Uh, in his case, he's, he's having his first child next month. Um, so in addition to all of this, he's thinking about, hey, I've got to do what's best for my family, uh, not just himself and his NFL future. But, you know, he's thinking about providing for a family and things like that. So uh, a lot's going through a guy's mind like that. And, and I think under the circumstances, he just kind of thought, you know, I need to step back. I, I think I think he thought in September, you know, hey, I, looking back on it, I think I was just liking the pitch that I was hearing from Tennessee and panicking a little bit about the dead period. And I maybe didn't take enough of a look around because I haven't really gotten to visit anywhere. He's still not been on a true recruiting visit to Tennessee. He's he sort of drove through the area true. Uh, back in December when he came home and had just gotten a Tennessee offer, came home for the holidays, and on his way back to South Carolina, stopped through the campus and or, or through the area, just kind of drove through. And, and that's all he's really seen of Tennessee in person. So the fact that you haven't really been on a visit there or anywhere else, I think he just kind of wanted to see more. And now that he knows that's not going to be possible until – April, especially with the dead period having been extended, um, you know, not, not much of a reason to, to wait around. And, and I think, you know, there's no guarantee more offers would have come, even if he was looking for, for, you know, more opportunities this spring, no guarantee that would have worked out and, and signing in the spring would have been tricky if you wait around till after signing day. So there's too many things about it that didn't make sense. And Tennessee was right there all along as a good opportunity for him. Uh, so yeah, it's a good reason, a good example of why you don't panic necessarily when things like that happen. And uh, we've seen it happen a few times, you know, not just Isaac Washington earlier this year, the defensive lineman from North Carolina, uh, but Jonathan Congbo a few years ago, decommitted from Tennessee, ends yep. up right back in the Vols class. Uh, and, and you saw it just a couple years ago with this staff, Alante Taylor decommitting around the time Butch Jones uh, was fired at Tennessee and then committed again after Jeremy Pruitt's hiring. So it can happen. It definitely does happen. And uh, I kind of thought this was a possibility when he decommitted. A week or two later, it certainly looked like it was possible. And then just the more time went on, you know, Missouri offered him. Oklahoma State was the one school that really offered him before and, and kind of stayed in the picture and got back in it after he committed. And, and we all know that's a fun offense, and it's also a place that it puts is. guys in the league. Absolutely, and they've got a, a, a talented running back there, probably head to the NFL after this year. So uh, that, that's an intriguing program to him, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, guy from South Carolina, you know, Knoxville's not too far from home for, for him. A uh, lot that made sense about Tennessee, I think, including the chance to play for Jay Graham, a guy that he – he values pretty pretty highly and, and sees what he's done with some of his backs over the years of you know being able to sell Dalvin Cook and guys like that that you've developed certainly uh, makes a makes a playing for him pretty attractive to recruits. So uh, I think a lot about it just made sense. But yeah, it's one of those things that I. I I kind of thought it was possible when he decommitted, but here it is two months later, and he's right back in Tennessee's class. Yeah, and I think before we talk about what he means to the class, I'll just add I think it's a really good thing, or not just for Tennessee, but I think it's the smart thing for this kid to go ahead and enroll too because 
we, I've said this so many times, I think, and I'm certainly not the only person to say it. You only have so many hits on the odometer as a running back. Uh, and, yeah. and, and this kid, as good as he is, uh, Hutch was going to use him all the time. We see him returning kickoffs, you know, doing all kinds of other things. He, he's a guy who was going to get some wear and tear. Plus, you know, we'll see what happens with the COVID-19 vaccine. But I, I and this is no disrespect to Hutch because it's a great JUCO program, but there's a pandemic going around. I think I'd rather be in Tennessee's facilities than, than Hutch's. You know, I, I just, I, I think on so many reasons, if you've got an offer like this in the hand, I think it's good to go ahead and take it in his situation. Well, Everyone's situation more, is different, but I just, I think this was the smart move for him. Right. Well, and one more thing about that too, because this year played out the way it did and, and we're still, you know, the, we're just sort of taking what we know right now, but it sounds like, and it obviously makes sense that this would be the case he's not even going to lose a redshirt year or a year of eligibility for this school year, having been at Hutchinson. So since he didn't get to play this fall, he now comes to Tennessee with four years to play three. Um, that's a great situation for a junior college player. So if he stuck around for that June, that, that spring semester to play his sophomore year, he comes in as a typical junior next year with three years to play too. Since he didn't play this year, he should retain that year of eligibility. And at, even if for some reason he gets charged a redshirt year, which doesn't, I don't see that happening, especially since it's a free year for everybody, yeah. then he's going to have three seasons to play. So this is a really good situation for Tennessee to get a guy like that who, who's already been productive at junior college uh, and still comes in with three seasons left. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ryan, before we get out of here, the, the final question or, or final topic here I, that we have to discuss, I mean, uh, you know, I, I say all the time, you know, we used to say we don't have a crystal ball, but actually, you know, at 24-7, we literally do have a crystal ball. But, <laughs> you know, w- when you look at these numbers, right, this is 27 commitments commitments for Tennessee. We know the rules. We know how difficult it can be to back count and do certain things now. So you look at the math here and you go – something something's got to give right I mean I, I don't maybe you can explain this in a way that, that I couldn't um certainly that's possible with this stuff but you know where do things go with here because Tennessee's still looking at guys Tennessee's now got 27 in the class how's that going to work out there's not much time left yeah uh you know it's it's funny I I wasn't sure we would get to late November uh we, we essentially are there you know 10 10 days left in the month now less than 10 and um, you know, not, not seeing a whole lot of movement within the class so far is, is a surprise to me because I think you're still, I, I think you're going to see some turnover at some point, uh, which means a lot may happen in this final month, uh, less than a month now before the early signing period, which starts on December 16. So, you know, the Tennessee obviously has been sort of sitting back, evaluating guys this fall since they didn't get a chance to evaluate in the spring, didn't have summer camps that's that spring or that summer uh, and, and fall film that you got from practices and, and games. 
was so valuable. Uh, the first thing they really had gotten on most players. And, and you get creative, you get some camp film, you get some practice film sent from coaches on their phones, you know, things like that. That's maybe different from past years. You get creative to try to get everything you can to evaluate guys, but it's still not the same as that game film. And that, so they've been going through all this game film, trying to make sure that who they've got they're happy with, that who, who is still out there, that they're pursuing the guys they want, obviously. Uh, and, and we're still seeing new offers pop up. And that's the, that's the thing I would stress is that they're obviously still searching. Uh, they still need defensive line help. They still want an edge rusher. They still want another guy in the secondary, Nyland Green, obviously, big-time target there that they're still heavily involved with and have a, have a real shot at. So um, they're definitely not done. They've offered a few receivers in the past month. So you look at that and you look at 27 commitments, obviously, like you said, something's got to give. I think I've been saying for a while, I think we're going to see some turnover. I think we're still going to see some turnover, which means this last month could be you know, kind of wild. Uh, I'm not sure what to expect in a way because coaches not going on the road. This will be different for, for everybody, but uh, I, I certainly think we're going to see some, some changes within Tennessee's class. Uh, it's just a matter of sort of when and how they happen and, and do some guys end up choosing to flip or do they, do they sort of choose to part ways with some guys. So a lot, a lot to be decided still, and I think we'll see – Tennessee add probably a handful more guys if, if things go their way. But I can tell you this for sure. Uh, it would not be Tennessee's choice to part ways with this fella. Uh, yeah. Evans Evans is certainly one that uh, he's a really good player, in my opinion, a really, really, really good prospect. I, he, he, say, if he I'll, fits a need for this team, he can step in and play. If he can, you know, you got to, as a back, you got to, there's a lot you got to do. You can't just say, here's the ball, go run. I mean, you got to, you got to pass pro, you got to pick up blitzes, you know, you got to understand the passing game a little bit. There's a lot you got to do, but. Uh, this this kid, I, I would imagine they can find a way uh, to get this talent on the field. I, and I'll say this, even with having a, a couple of running backs, at least already in this class, you know, you had Cody Brown, you had Jalen Wright, um, Elijah Howard's a guy who's it's kind of an athlete, could play running back or in the secondary. So you had some options there and you weren't, you know, completely in bad shape if you didn't get Evans back. But that tells you they, they really wanted him. They had a couple backs in this class. They didn't have to necessarily add somebody but they saw a chance to upgrade their roster and they and get a guy that could help them right away, and they did. So among their top remaining targets, I think Evans was pretty high on that list of guys they really wanted to get back in the oh, fold. Oh, had to be. And, uh, had to be. This had, kid had to be. I just think they, they feel this is a guy that makes ne- makes next year's roster look look a little different, and that's not there's not many guys left at this point in the year that you can say that about. Nylon Green would certainly be one. You know, Taiwan Malone on the defensive line. There's some guys out there that fit that description, but Evans – pretty high on that list another thing worth keeping in mind too i know some people look at juco prospects in this way and worry a little bit about you know why wasn't he heavily recruited coming out of high school things like that you know it's some people think it's it doesn't quite add up when if a guy wasn't good in high school that he suddenly becomes good in junior college and that that's when you can maybe have some reaches in some cases and there's maybe some truth to that sometimes but in evan's case that's not a problem because we've talked to several guys uh back in the spring when he committed the first time who said hey look this is a guy who would have been a top 247 kind of prospect coming out of high school if he had qualified academically. Everybody knew the deal there. He just wasn't going to have the grades to, to get in out of high school. He had some schools that were interested and involved, even with the grades being questionable. Um, but if the grades had been good all along, I think he would have been pretty heavily recruited and, and one of the best players in South Carolina in his class. So that, that's the kind of thing you, I think makes fans feel better, knowing it's a guy who was good in high school, good in junior college, pretty good chance of a guy like that being pretty good in college too i think well the the thing i would add quickly to that too is even if that weren't the case and i do believe you it is the case even if it weren't the case though look around the country look at like liberty you know look at app state look at coastal carolina right sometimes a year or two after you've developed physically in college you become a guy who anybody would want to have anyway 
Uh, so yep. I, I think that that's where people, I wouldn't worry about red flags in that area because I could look around, you know, power, you know, power five leagues, Memphis, you know, even most years, there's always a couple guys who just slip through the cracks. So even if this weren't one of those situations, that wouldn't bother me at all because, you know, there's a lot of these guys, um, there's a lot of some power five teams that are probably better in Tennessee right now. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't worry about that. I, I, I just point that out because I, you know, some fans, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. At- I meant group of five, not, not power five. I meant group yeah. of five. But, but some fans, I think, look at junior college players. They see that, you know, Tennessee's missed with guys like Dontavious Blair in recent years, that you've had guys like Savion Williams not, not provide much, um, that you had Jonathan Kongbo not quite live up to the hype. And they say, well, sometimes junior college guys are there for a reason. Maybe you shouldn't go after them. I, I'm with you. I think a lot of guys do develop after high school, so you can't really read too much into that. But if someone has the background like an Evans, like a Cordero Patterson, who was also really good in high school and just didn't have the grades, Someone like that, I think that makes fans feel even better knowing, hey, this is not a guy who's popping up out of nowhere. It's someone who's been good kind of every step of the way. I think that's a good place to leave it. Ron, you got anything else? No, that's about it. And I uh, hope everyone enjoys the game tonight. Uh, not, not, uh, not typical to have a, uh, a commitment podcast on a game day, but, uh, but here we are. And I uh, hope everyone enjoys that in addition to the, to the good news in recruiting. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, – you know, I've got stuff he knows. I'm going to go ahead and try to – try to uh, conserve the voice because we're going to have a late night podcast tonight, I'm guessing. And Ryan, you might be on it depending on what's going on with Pat's travel (laughs) itinerary. So we shall see. Thanks for the time, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And thank you all out there for listening. You can find all of us on Twitter, Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter, Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter, Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter, Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want Just Tennessee News, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. Uh, that's Just Tennessee stuff all the time. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 and get tons of stuff on there. But if you want that delicious East Tennessee Mountain spring water just, just right from the tap, right from the tap, Go get that at GoBalls247.com. We have got great deals going on right now. And, hey, guys, uh, you know, Black Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all these things are coming. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. And keep in mind also that, you know, there's getting ready to be a recruiting window opening up uh, for, for signing guys. Basketball season starts literally next week, you know. So, I mean, if you're listening to it on Sunday, it starts this week. So, you know, tons and tons of reasons. Tons of stuff to go to GoVols247.com. And for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month, you get everything you could ever want on Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball, everything. You know, and Tony Vitale and those guys just signed another top five class, by the way, including one of the couple of the best players in the country are in that class. Might go pro, but hey, they're in that class. We'll see what happens. Got Lady Vols coverage with Maria Cornelius. All kinds of stuff on there. Got a brand new Lady Vols reporter notebook right now up on the site today. And you can converse with all of us all day long. It's 24-7 for a reason. You can go to the Checkerboard, which is the men's sports forum, or go to the Summit, the appropriately named Summit, which is the women's sports forum. All kinds of stuff on there. Water cooler stuff. You want to come by and chat anything else in life? Come by and do that. One of us is up just about all the time throughout the day. You can talk to us. We can get you answers. You can read 20-plus content items a day, a lot of days. All kinds of good stuff. And if you pay us full price already then we will give you free access in perpetuity to CBS All Access, which is CBS's streaming platform, which is every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. New movies in and out every month. Uh, You get live sports, uh, on-demand sports, college football, SEC football, NFL football, World Series of Poker stuff. Uh, For for guys like me and Pat and, uh, and Grant, you get UEFA Champions League, you get UEFA Europa League, all kinds of stuff on there. 
new stuff coming out every week. Awesome stuff. Some stuff you can also only get on that streaming service. Lots of really good shows, Picard, other things that are only on that service. So go check that out. Also, you got Comedy Central on there. You got MTV and BET on there. And for the kiddos and for the family, you got Nickelodeon and you've got Smithsonian Network. All of that, that's a $100 plus annual value, commercial free, in your pocket, no questions asked. So don't be a fool. Go take advantage of that. If nothing else, guys, I doubt any major breaking news will happen before our next podcast because that'll be late, late tonight or early, early Sunday morning. And we'll be talking about Tennessee and Auburn down on the plains. See you. I told you imaginary friends are real. This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.